Welcome to the official podcast of Comics Beer and Sci-Fi. Brought to you by Crystal Bright Janitorial, The Brand Barbershop, Greco Printing and Imaging, and Able Ideas. Before we get started, make sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow Comics Beer and Sci-Fi on all your favorite social media apps. Now, on with the show! Hey, this is Mark at the Motor City Comic Con. I'm here with venerable actor Kevin McNally. How you doing, sir? I'm doing very well, Mark. How are you? Pretty good. So you've been acting for a while now, but like it seems like after 2000 is when you really hit your stride with the Pirates movies. Tell us a little about how you got involved with that. Well, I, I actually celebrated 50 years as an actor uh, last month, and... Um, uh, and indeed, up till about 2000, I was, you know, pretty reasonably well-known English character actor. But of course, it was when I came over here to do Pirates of the Caribbean that things radically changed for me, and uh, you know, I, I became a bit more global. The McNally brand, a brand, a bland. That was a bad one, wasn't it? The McNally brand just got a bit more global. I uh, actually um, was having a birthday party at home, and. Uh, I had vowed not to go up for any more American films because I kept on doing it and I always got turned down and they employed an American, so I thought, well, why do I bother? But I, I did get persuaded to go along um, and, uh, and I got the job and it was great and it's, it's given me the opportunity to come and meet people over in this country and all over the world and I love it. Another show I'd like to talk about was Turn. How did you get involved in that project? Well, uh, it was very simple. I was sent uh, a script and I thought, this looks really interesting and... So uh, they put me on tape for it, I think because they, want, they wanted a Brit to play it. But I, I had the idea that the, 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 the older people, the more educated people should sound American and that the youngsters should have sort of like regional English accents. And it, they sort of went, oh, that could, be, that could work well. And it, and it sort of worked out very well. But it was great to be a part of a show that was about such an amazing part of American and British history. And you played a great character. Oh, it was a great, uh, yeah, Judge Woodall, he was great. Very conflicted man, you know, and it was really, really interesting when he, you know, he came around to the revolutionary side by the end. It was good. Getting back to the Pirates movies, what, um, what was your experience working with Johnny Depp playing that, that great character of uh, Captain Jack? Well, it was <clears throat> extraordinary because uh, just before we started shooting, the director got myself and uh, Jack Davenport and Jeffrey Rush and uh, Johnny into a room to have a little read through it to see how it how it went and of course from the moment he started reading it it was like the character was completely there I mean it was extraordinary to watch its its genesis it's like in one go he invented a legendary mythical character you know seemingly with no effort but obviously with a great deal of preparation it had, so been, great to watch. It had been very special to witness all that oh very much so and particularly um, it was very interesting to witness how some people in the organization got very worried by the performance. But, of course, as soon as the show became a big hit, or the film became a big hit, um, everybody's worries faded really rapidly, and uh, Johnny was welcomed back for another four films. Now there's talk of more films coming out. What have you heard? Well, the only thing I've heard is what everyone reads on social media. Certainly nobody um, at Disney or at Brookheimer have mentioned anything to me. I think I just think they're waiting to see how things settle and whether there's an appetite for another film. Um, if 
if it is and uh, I'm not in it, I will kill people. Well, you were, you have been the only one that's been in all of them, correct? No. Um, <clears throat> myself and Johnny and, and Jeffrey made a very brief appearance at the end of three. And we mustn't forget the monkey's been in all of them as well. Okay, what do you got coming down the pipeline? What do you got coming out? I got a, a, a wonderful um, movie coming out, um, which I can't tell you very much about, but it is a prequel to a very, very famous 60s horror film. And uh, so I'm really looking forward to that coming out. What is it? Oh, okay, okay, yeah. You guess afterwards. Kevin, it was, it was a pleasure speaking with you. I'm, I'm a big fan of character actors. I hope you don't take offense to that word. Some actors take offense to the characters, but I love character actors. They're the bread and butter of, of the movies. You fill in the slots. Always wait for the next character, you know? I wish I, I, wish I had your life, you know? I wish I could be a character actor just like you because that, that's where the fun is. Again, this is Mark with Comic Spear and Sci-Fi with Kevin McNally. Hi, this is Chris from Comics, Beer, and Sci-Fi, and I'm here with Mr. Andy Bennett, and we just wanted to get to know him and see what he's all about in terms of the art world and the comic book industry. Going great today. It's a nice crowd this afternoon. So tell me, uh, how long have you been in this industry? I uh, made my start in about 95, 96. So um, what's that, 25 to 30 years ago? Uh, it's been a long time. I started with a company... Uh, called Caliber Comics that was based right here in Livonia. So this is kind of my home show. They brought me up here for the first time in the in the mid-90s, and I've been coming back ever since. So at what point did you realize, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life? Oh, wow. I, I guess, I, 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 as a kid, you always think it's, it would be super cool, but then when you start thinking about careers, you start thinking more practically. But then I went to art school, and while I was there, I kind of discovered a lot of things and really opened my eyes about what's possible with the medium, you know, and, and the things you can do. And, and it's not just as simple as what you see on the, on the newsstands all the time. It's really kind of sky's the limit stuff. And so at that point, you know, it becomes kind of a little more real, and, um, you know, you decide that this is something you could really, you could really make, uh, make something of. At what point in your life did you at, tell yourself, man, I really love drawing? Oh, that, I, I, I can't even tell you how long ago that was. You know, that's when I could hold a, a, a pencil with my hand, you know. Um, when I was really small, I always had my parents do drawings for me. I would tell them what to do, and they weren't that into it. Uh, so I started doing it myself at that point, and, and, that's, and I just stuck with it. That's awesome. So what uh, art school did you go to and what was the major? I was an illustration major at Columbus College of Art and Design. A lot of us here um, went to Columbus. It's, it's a, it, it was a good school in the 90s back when I was going there. And so, uh, you know, Dave next to me here went uh, as well and several other people around. It, it, was, um, it was a real important time during my formative years. So what are you working on these days? Uh, these days, I'm working on uh, some sequential, uh, some comics work for a uh, company out of the UK called Tripwire, and uh, we're serializing a story called Sherlock Holmes and the Empire Builders that is based on Arthur Conan Doyle's Sherlock Holmes, but it's sort of kind of spun in an alternate history way. Uh, in addition to that, I'm working on uh, Inktober right now, where I do a drawing a day every day in October, 
I've been doing that for a while. This is my seventh year at it this time, so it's uh, it's fun. I enjoy doing that too, and it's not uh, it's a little more low stress because once you're through October, you're finished. So let me ask you, because a lot of people aren't familiar with Inktober, you want to tell them what it's all about? It's kind of a nationwide, well, a worldwide uh, artist uh, exercise challenge kind of thing of uh, ink drawing, and that's my thing anyway. Uh, so it spoke to me in that, in that regard. Uh, but everybody gets on board. They do a, a drawing a day throughout the month of October, and you share it. You share it out on social, and the... Uh, you know, the hashtags are going everywhere, and it's, it's, it's a pretty cool thing to watch unfold as the month progresses. How did you get into inks? Because a lot of artists are afraid of that, because once you put it down, you have to commit to the line. So why don't you tell us about how you got into that and what pulled you to that uh, medium? I, I couldn't really tell you for sure. It, it's, it just uh, it clicked for me. Um, I, I, when I was in art school, I had an instructor who was a really talented uh, pen and ink artist, and, and he and I had a great relationship, and he really fostered that in me. And uh, you know, as I, and I was as I was a uh, uh, in high school, and I saw all the professional comic artists using it too, so I figured that was the thing to do. And so everything sort of crystallized uh, sometime during art school, and uh, and I just decided to specialize. Now, when it comes to this business, who were your, uh, who was your source of inspiration? Because typically, artists and illustrators they look at somebody and they say, "Man, that guy is awesome." Um, I think, I mean, initially, you know, it was it was these you know high octane comic book guys like Arthur Adams and John Byrne and stuff. But then later on, I discovered some of the European uh, illustrators like Dave McKean and. Uh, Oh, I guess uh, Alex Toth isn't European, but uh, really bold uh, black and white ink style. And, you know, basically anybody that can really work that contrast and use the ink in, in unique ways is a big in inspiration for me. And uh, why don't you briefly tell us about how you got into the industry? Sure. Uh, my very first published story was for a contest. Um, there was an uh, anthology book that Caliber Comics was publishing called Negative Burn, and they ran a little contest for submissions. And uh, so I wrote and illustrated my own one-page submission and got it published. And then from that point on, uh, I, got, I made a really good relationship with the, the uh, editors at Caliber, and they kept me busy from then on. So that was kind of an unusual way to, to, to break into it, but it worked for me. Well, we at Comics, Beer, and Sci-Fi appreciate your time and, of course, your craft. So thanks a lot. This is Chris from Comics, Beer, and Sci-Fi signing off. Thank you for watching. We'll talk about how Samantha's feet hurt. Well, we can talk about that. <laughs> hey, it's the Bradcast, and I'm here again with the Alley Cat, Richie Rollins. Hello, everybody. Uh, the crowd goes wild. Well, we... <laughs> thank you all. Thank you all. Now work out and uh, do a lot of Pilates. Still magically at the Motor City Comic Con Fall Edition. Dun, dun, dun. I am looking at a guy who is dressed up as presumably Tony Stark with a 
2D arc reactor and a really cool glove. The glove actually lights up. I took a picture of him and uh, some other guy earlier. He's got oh. a little ball on the glove. Oh, uh, okay. I'll come when I wear the glasses. Everybody makes fun of me, but he wears the glasses. Everybody's like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I know exactly what you mean. I wore glasses my whole life. People make fun of me. I take the glasses off and they ignore me. No, it's not the glasses. It's those glasses. <laughs> it's those ones. The one, yeah. I got that big uh, hunkers. Do you? You're, but do yours... Are yours um, aviators or are they like Gloria Vanderbilt the big wore, square ones? That's the big square ones he wore in the movie. Did he did he wear a big square ones or did he wear like Ray Ban aviators? I don't know. Okay, I bought it. They said it was similar to the movie, and I was like, okay, okay. Are they prescription or just no. regular sunglasses? Regular sunglasses. Okay. So, the, if you folks haven't figured it out yet, we are talking about cosplay. Now, since there's a lot of it around us, that's right. I um, I have not been a big fan of cosplay personally because stuff doesn't come in my size, and my wife won't let me buy a sewing machine to build my own. <laughs> Where are you gonna put it? In the room we're not using. When are you gonna use it? And it's like you know, if you're gonna. Man, you she, know, sounds, she sounds she is very hoarse today. Yeah, she's is tough. She okay. Is she a little sick? Yeah, she's got a sore throat. Wee. So, so I don't personally do it, although... Is this yours? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they're all mine. All the devices. I didn't know you had a pink phone. It was, the case was free. And you oh. can, like, drop it from six feet. It's, uh, it's actually pretty cool. So, uh, that squirrel aside, Comic-Cons are a big, are a big cosplay draw. This is one of those unique environments where, and unfortunately, you have to pay $35 to get in, but you can wear... Any damn thing you want. Yeah. Um, make it yourself. Buy it off the shelf. It looks good. It's bad. Who cares? It, right. It doesn't matter. If it makes you happy, you can come here and dress this way. And, uh, you, you know, I, I think that everybody at everybody dressed in cosplay at the Motor City Comic Con or any Comic Con is technically a them. Because you just can't tell unless somebody... Uh, we saw a fellow in a uh, Spider-Man outfit that unfortunately did not know that you're supposed to wear stuff under those onesies because he was not, and we were all uh, traumatized. Um, totally just zoned out on you there, Brad. But when you sat there and said you were talking about some Spider-Man guy not wearing anything underneath, I'm like, how does the hell is Brad know he's not wearing anything underneath? And it dawned on me, how? Yeah, yeah. We were all, <laughs> We literally were all traumatized. Um, were you traumatized? And were you really traumatized? Yeah, because I can't unsee that now. I thought maybe you might not have got traumatized <laughs> per se, but yeah, perhaps you were like, oh, I'm into that. Nope. No? <laughs> no. Nope. No new discoveries today. No new discoveries okay. today. Okay. Well, you know, nothing wrong with that. No, nothing wrong I'm with that. that. It's two each. I'm old. just trying to encourage you. To be the fullest yep, bread. Absolutely. As I, you can I appreciate that. I appreciate that greatly. But in the scheme of things, the scheme of things. Um, anybody can do and wear anything they want at these places because that's what it's for. It's a place right? to express yourself. Um, sure. I've seen some really, really good and well-created costumes. Last spring, uh, somebody was wearing what I thought was a really awesome costume i was not familiar with the anime that it was based on but it was really well constructed the the headdress they were wearing the costume they were wearing and i made a comment about it 
And I said, you should do this for a living. And they're like, yeah, I would love to do it for a living, but I don't know how. Well, I made a connection, called a friend of mine who is uh, a production manager. See, I got to explain to people out there that Brad knows a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who's Italian. If you catch my drift. <laughs> at, at any rate, um, I, I called this friend of mine and asked if they knew of anybody who was looking for somebody who was either like a costume designer or a, or a, a stage you know anything they wanted to get into the into the construction and the building of of uh, costumes and and sets yes and by as luck would have it it took about two months to get it all together because she had to find she basically asked all of her contacts ah. and we got this person a job an interview and they got the job nice and so if you need a job folks in some obscure field my suggestion is contact Bradcast at bradcast.whatever. Uh, uh, I think it's comic, comic experience sci-fi. I think yeah, it's at it's uh, at Bradcast underscore CVSF. There you go. Um, oh, Brad's got a phone call. It's uh, telemarketer. I'm not going to. Uh, sorry, I can't talk. We can invite that telemarketer to talk on our podcast with. Yeah, you. right. Exactly. I'm sure. Find out what they're selling. I'm sure it's something very important to them. Now, what about not this? important to me? What about that cat woman that just walked by? She's wearing gray and not black. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, look at her. She's dressed as a Siamese cat with a gold frock belt. A Siamese cat cat woman. Yeah. That's a lot of mashups I notice here, you know, and like alternate universe yes. cosplays. Uh, yes. I saw what we saw, uh, what, uh, the Halloween movie, that Michael Myers, uh, but he had the Austin Powers shirt on. <laughs> so it, it was obviously a play on words Mike like Myers, Myers yeah. but it was <laughs> it's pretty creative right. is he got the Michael Myers mask and he got the, the Austin Powers outfit so That's funny <laughs> yeah there's um there's a lot of different things going on here there's uh, some of it I think the people who are wearing the costumes are the only ones who know what uh, what their character that's is. that's true there's been many like interviews I've done on the show with cosplayers where I'm like uh, dude, I know you're a Spartan, but it's something else too. And uh, right, you, you get the whole mashup thing. Uh, yeah, we've we've seen a lot of uh, we've seen a lot of Star Wars, uh, Star Wars mashups. A lot of yes. uh, Mandalorian uh, mashups. I did see something. There's, the, there's an Elvira yeah. scream mashup. Yeah, right well, there. Yeah, yeah. I did see uh, a big argument happen over a Star Wars Star Trek mashup. Uh, you just cannot combine those two. The guy was, that wasn't a smart move on the dude. No. I tell I you that. Think so there's a lot of, there's a, a lot deep-seated feelings. Yeah, you cannot combine the two. No, not at all. I mean, I suggested that Star Wars, you know, that Star Trek, because it's going to, like, Galaxies Unknown ends up in the Star Wars galaxy. That'd be kind of cool, but, man, man, my life got threatened from that suggestion, and I was like, wow. Really? Yeah. 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 You don't so, a lot of hardcore people out there. Absolutely. So I think you know I, I I think of all the costumes that I've tried to do, and one year I dressed. This is before I knew Q, but I dressed up as a chef. I actually went to <laughs> the only place I could think of doing it is I went to a, a kitchen supply, a chef supply outlet, and I bought a chef jacket and chef pants. And you know they didn't sell those little toques. Like a, the, the oh, classic stove yeah, pipe with yeah. the cloud on it. Yep. I had to search all around, found one of those, and um, somehow did not 
uh, win the contest, and I huh. thought I was, uh, and I totally looked like a chef. Yeah. Um, so, there's a thing about cosplayers and me, right? No. Since I've taken this job of comic experience, sci-fi yes, uh, commentator, is I, I actually, uh, I actually started getting into it a little bit, not personally for me, but watching these people because how many hours they put into it. Oh, yeah. I got to tell you, I get a little disappointed when I see people walk by who uh, obviously went to Halloween USA or oh, yeah, yeah, those yeah, soccer yeah. players that just walked by. A minute ago. Wait, oh, okay. I was like, okay, you're wearing your soccer jersey. Great yeah. cosplay. Oh, yeah. it's it's There's a lot of BS. I get like that at Halloween parties, too, I noticed. Uh, Sailor Moon. Um, yeah. There's a Joker in, uh, in the Arkham Asylum Orange. I saw this, uh, yeah, whoever this, what is, is that a mouse? Is that a giant six That's from mouse? a video game? I'm not sure what video game what it is, is, but it's, yeah, he's got yeah. swords and stuff. Mouse with swords, yeah. Samurai mouse or ninja mouse. And I sit here and I'm like, steampunk, you know, I'm like. Yeah, steampunk's okay, uh, but they don't make the hats big enough for my giant melon head. In fact, I. Yeah, well, your head is getting bigger every couple, time I talk to you. That's true. Uh, in uh, 2019. I interviewed a place, I think it was 2019, yeah, 2019, I interviewed a place that custom-made hats with uh, steampunk theme. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. I was there. I was there, everybody. Yes, you were. Well, I was telling the people now, because they can now search through the thing and look for the hats guy, and these hats are real cool, and you can buy them online if you want. Yes. So there's there's a lot of different takes on Spider-Man. I know I'm going lot back of, to Spider-Man. You know, I, I haven't seen a lot of... Spider-Man is a hard thing to uh, do it yourself. Oh, based on what you just said, you know, you can't just right. go out and buy a costume. But I'll tell you which Spider-Person you can do by yourself with some help and the mask is Spider-Gwen. Yes. Spider-Gwen, you if you, you know, I mean, she, she wears sort of regular clothes, right? Has an emblem on her shirt, has a mask, but... She can, like, blend in real fast, pop her mask off, and zip up her hoodie. She is a master of disguise. She is. She is very masters. I mean, there's, I, I saw a couple, there was, like, a small family that it was the mom carrying around a couple kids, and I, right. I walked up to her and said, uh, so you're raising your own Spider-Verse. And she thought that was great, and the kids absolutely. Really? Did she have a spider pig? We've got to have a spider pig. I am, I am really upset nobody comes... Peter Porker? Nobody comes here as Peter Porker. <laughs> I want to see a freaking spider pig. Yeah, me too. Let's 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 get some creativity out there, people. This is me talking to you, the people out there. You know, I've, I've seen a lot of cosplays. Batman, okay. Joker, all right. Harley Quinn. It was exciting the first few years. But let's see some more innovation. Let me see some of the other smaller characters. Like, where... Where is Spider Pig? Where is Peter Porker? I think it's because he's like four foot tall. So you would have to, if, you're, if you <laughs> wanted to, if you, I mean, at most four foot tall, probably three foot tall. Uh, give me Submariner then. Where's the Submariner? Do you, are you he's, prepared to come here all naked except for wings on your feet and a speedo? He's basically what, that's a, a was that a, a rule? Was that Achilles that could fly with wings? On uh, Hermes. Hermes. Yeah. Basically Hermes. Yeah. Why not come as Hermes? Well, yeah, Hermes, yeah, because right, Mer is also Mercury in the other uh, in the other uh, uh, pantheon. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, wings on the feet. The actual uh, the patron 
God of the flesh, right? And honestly, I think, because that's a gold suit. Hermes is, Hermes, uh, is typically in a gold suit with a flash-type helmet, right? And, um, yeah, he was fast. Why not? He was a messenger. Why not come as one of those alien soldiers from, uh, you know, one of, from one of the Marvel movies, you know, the alien soldiers that came down. Oh, like, when, uh, the Skrill? I mean, yeah, the Crawl? Crawl, yeah. Why not come as a Crawl? You know, I don't see that. You know, I don't see, like, the lesser characters being represented, and I'm just thinking, hey. I think, well, you know, they were shape shape changers, so they could come in and wear somebody else's face. It's like, who are you? I'm I'm a crawl, but I'm dressed as so and so. It's like, who's that? This oh, girl. That, what is she? That's a. Uh, it's a person wearing a green dress with horns, yellow blonde hair. Yeah, it's a um, it's a Nickelodeon. It's a Nickelodeon character. Oh, okay. Now we're on. That's why I'm on. Yeah, you and I would should okay. not know what that is. Like I was sitting there, I was thinking, is that something from so Cinderella? Black, like the Black dark Canary. One? Yeah, yeah. That's a real good one. Got black canary there. Now this is also this is an anime thing. See the girl who has the Sailor um, Moon outfit. Yeah, but but, but she's, she's got, got some uh, like mini Wolverine claws at her belt. Oh, okay, those are mini Wolverine claws. Well, she puts them on and she fights with them. Okay, I thought it was like from uh, that '70s show, the episode where uh, yeah, those Fez are, is being like uh, is is being like uh, Bruce Lee, and the guy had that. That hand he put in, you know, and that's what oh, I thought it was right. like the claw, the claw, you know. <laughs> right, the that's what I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was a Bruce Lee yeah. Sailor Moon. Yeah, it, uh, the claw, that uh, the thing. Funny. It was like a garden weasel or yeah. something on his hand. Yeah, I I've only seen it. Uh, I think the only a lot of anime is hard to watch if it's only uh, if it's not dubbed. Why? Yes, and you know what? I'm a fan of some anime over the years. I'd never see a Battle of the Planet anime, uh, anime cosplay. People out there, give me some Battle of the Planets. Give me a little bit of Tina. Yeah. Tiny, I mean, and uh, the G-Force team. <laughs> I had a crush on, uh, what's her name, from the G-Force. Man, nah, I can't remember. Need too much sugar. <laughs> I'm forgetting things. Yep, There's yep. too much stimulus around, folks. If yep, you were here, you'd understand right. I get distracted very easily. And, oh, and where's the She-Rub? I haven't seen a She-Ra cosplay in forever. No, I haven't either, and it's um, it's actually very um, it's it's got there. It's still let's get an Alf cosplay. Let's get but there, some but retro saying, stuff. There's going. been new episodes. The new Adventures of She-Ra, right? Has been on. Um, was it, it maybe it is Netflix? But I know I've seen them. Right. I don't know why it's. I I would think it's very popular. They wouldn't put it on. They wouldn't keep it on. Uh, Why not have a Bugs Bunny cosplay too? You know, or Marvin the Martian. Marvin the Martian. Like anybody can be. He's only he's only three. Oh, foot dude, tall. you can have a five foot woman or a five foot six foot man yeah, dressed as Marvin the Marvin the Martian. Yeah. You know, we would huge. That would be all right. Oh, yeah, I cosplay. I saw a mother daughter team earlier. That's all I got to say about. Oh, okay. It. That's yeah. all I got to say about it. You thought I had something. No, really I witty to say about no, it. I did. Too. That's all I had to so say about I it. I remember back in, I think it was. I remember. 2018. I, I remember. I know what it is. Able Ideas and Comic Experience Sci Fi sponsored the cosplay contest. I remember that. We judged. I was there. Right? Do you remember the family yes. that cosplayed with the little kid? They had the little skit. Yes. Very cute. And the kid was dressed up as. Now, this kid couldn't have been four, four five years old. 
and he's dressed up and the entire family, like five family members, adults, were dressed up as um, star, uh, spe- uh, uh, Spider-Man villains. It was absolutely it's hilarious. gloriously funny. Yeah. You can catch that on our YouTube channel. Yeah, you should. We're here talking about stuff you can't see, and we're not doing a very well job of describing it, but... Uh, there's a, and there's a regular Mario right there with a Pikachu on his uh, backpack. Yeah. Speaking of Pikachu, I still haven't caught him. Oh. If you remember in Boston, I was... Right. Still haven't got him. Still into my phone. We had a uh, last spring... We have video of this. You should be able to find it on YouTube. Is a um, uh, Deadpool Pikachu mashup costume, and it's like a six foot tall, three or four foot wide Pikachu dressed up as Deadpool. Yes, it was absolutely hysterical. That's about all I got for cosplays. Uh, just begging people to let's get a little more creative, I guess. And uh... I don't know. I, I guess if we were real, if we had a microphone pointed in the other direction, we could wave people over and ask them to talk to us about we could. how they did their thing. But that seems kind of intrusive. We do that anyways on camera. Uh, yeah, we do. It's a lot easier to watch it on camera. Yeah, so we absolutely do that. So uh, thanks for tuning in and listen to uh, yeah. the broadcast uh, and uh, Richie here. All right, we will. Uh, we'll be back with something else in a short bit. Yep, we'll see you next time, folks, or you'll hear us next time. Thanks. That's it for this episode of the Comics Beer and Sci-Fi Podcast. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll join us next time.